Hi, this is Golden Yesterday's podcast and I am Saraj Srivastava and you are listening the world famous book The Alchemist written by Paolo Coelho and this is the second portion of The Alchemist book. So uh, in the last episode we have heard, we have listened about how the boy just talked and summoned up the courage to tell his father that he did not want to become a priest, that he wanted to travel. And his father also gave him um, uh, long speeches to make that understand that if you, um, if you just want, if you just travel, you will get the various experience about various things. So, at last we are um, going to listen the next part from the same where we finished. So, stick to this audio podcast and we will enjoy the next portion of the Alchemist book written by Paolo Coelho. The horizon was tingled, sorry, the horizon was tinged with red and suddenly the sun appeared. The boy thought back to the conversation with his father and felt happy. He had already seen many castles and met many women, but none the equal of the one who awaited him several days hence. He owned a jacket, a book that he could trade for another and a flock of sheep. But most important, he was able every day to live out his dream. If he were to tire of the Andalusian fields, he could sell his sheep and go to sea. By the time he had had enough of the sea, he would already have known other cities, other women and other chances to be happy. I could not have found God in the seminary, he thought, as he looked at the sunrise. Whenever he could, he sought out a new road to travel. He had never been to the ruined church before, in spite of having traveled through those parts many times. The world was huge and inaccessible. He had only to allow his sheep to set the route for a while, and he would discover other interesting things. The problem is that they don't even realize that they are walking a new road every day. They don't see that the fields are new and the seasons change. All they think about is food and water. Maybe we are all that way, the boy mused. Even me, I have not thought of other women since I met the merchant's daughter. Looking at the sun, he calculated that he would reach Tarifa before midday. There he could exchange his book for a thicker one, fill his wine bottle, shave and have a haircut. He had to prepare himself for his meeting with the girl and he didn't want to drink about the possibility, I'm sorry, he didn't want to think about the possibility that some other shepherd with a larger flock of sheep had arrived there before him and asked for her hand. It's a possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting, he thought. As he looked again at the position of the sun, he hurried his pace. He had suddenly remembered that in Tarifa, there was an old woman who interrupted dreams, who interpreted dreams. 
the old woman led the boy to a room at the back of her house and it was separated from her living room by a curtain of colored beads the room's furnishing consisted of a table an image of a scared heart of jesus and two chains the woman sat down and told him to be seated as well then she took both of his hands in hers and began quietly to pray it sounded like a gypsy prayer the boy had already had experience on the road with gypsies they also traveled but they had no flocks of sheep people said that gypsies spent their lives tricking others it was also said that they had a pact with the devils and that they kidnapped children and taking them away to their mysterious camps made them their slaves as a child the boy had always been frightened to death that he wouldn't be captured by gypsies and this childhood fear returned when the old woman took his hands in hers but she has the scared heart sacred heart of jesus there he thought trying to reassure himself he did not want his hand to begin trembling showing the old woman that he was fearful he recited an our father silently very interesting said the women never taking rise from the boy's hands and then she fell silent the boy was becoming nervous his hands began to tremble and women sensed it he quickly pulled his hands away i didn't come here to have you read my palm he said already i regretting having him having come he thought for a moment that it would be better to pay her fee and leave without learning a thing that he was giving too much importance to his recurrent dream you came so that you could learn about your dreams said the old woman and dreams are the language of god when he speaks in our language i can interpret what he has said but if he speaks in the language of the soul it is only you who can understand but whichever it is i am going to change you for the consultation and the trick the boy thought but uh, he decided he decided to take a chance a shepherd always takes his chances with wolves and with drought and that's what makes a shepherd's life exciting i have had the same dream twice he said i dreamed that i was in field with my sheep when a child appeared and began to play with with the animals i don't like the people to do that because the sheep are afraid of strangers but children's but children always seem to be able to play with them without fighting with them i don't know why i don't know how animal how animals know the age of human beings tell me more about your dreams said the woman said the woman i have to get back to my cooking and uh, since you don't have much money i can give you a lot of time the child went on playing with my sheep for quite a while continued the boy a bit upset and suddenly the child took me my both hands and transported me to the egyptian pyramids he paused for a moment to see if the woman knew what the egyptian pyramids were but she said nothing then at the egyptian pyramid 
He said the last three words slowly so that the old old woman uh, would understand. The child said to me, "If you come here, you will find a hidden treasure." And just as she was about to show me the exact location, I woke up both times. The woman was silent for some time. Then she again took his hands, took uh, his hands and studied them carefully. I'm not going to change you anything now. she said but i want one tenth of the treasure if you find it the boy laughed out of happiness he was going to able to save the little money he had because of a dream about hidden treasure well interpret the dream he said first swear to me swear that you will give me one tenth of your treasure in exchange for what i am going to tell you the shepherd swore that he would the old woman asked him to swear again while looking at the image of the scared heart of jesus sacred heart of jesus it's a dream in the language of the word she said i can't interpret it but the interpretation is very difficult that's why i feel that i deserve a part of what you find and this is my interpretation you must go to the pyramids in egypt i have never heard of them but if it was a child who showed them to you they exist um there you will find a treasure that will make you a rich man and the boy was surprised and then irritated he didn't need to seek out the the old woman for this but then he remembered that he wasn't going to have to pay anything i didn't need to waste my time just for this he said i told you that your dream was difficult one it's that it's it's the simple things in life that are the most extraordinary only wise men are able to understand them and since i am not wise i have had to learn about other arts such as the reading of palms well how am i going to get to egypt I only interpret dreams. I don't know how to turn them into reality. That's why I have to live off what my daughters provide me with. And what if I never got if I never get to Egypt? Then I don't get paid. It won't be the first time. And the woman told the boy to leave, saying she had already wasted too much time with him. So the boy was disappointed. He decided that he would never again believe in dreams. He remembered that he had a number of things he had to take care of. He went to the market for something to eat. He traded his book for one that was thicker and he found a bench in the plaza where he could sample the new wine he had bought. And the day was hot and the wine was refreshing. The sheep were at the gates of the city in a stable that belonged to a friend. The boy knew a lot of people in the city. That was what Uh, that was what made traveling appeal to him he always made new friends and he did not need to spend all of his time with them when someone sees the some people the same people every day as had happened with him at the seminary they wind up becoming a part of that person's life and then they uh, then they want the person to change if someone isn't what others want them to be the others become angry Everyone seems to have a clear idea of how other people should lead their lives but none about his or her own He decided to wait until the sun had sunk a bit lower in the sky before following his flock back through the fields uh, 
Three days from now, he would be with the merchant's daughter. He started to read the book he had bought. On the very first page, it described a burial ceremony, and the names of the people involved were very difficult to pronounce. If he ever wrote a book, he thought he would present one person at a time, so that the reader would not have to worry about memorizing a lot of names. When he was finally able to concentrate on what he was reading, he liked the book better. The burial was a snowy day. On a snowy day, and he welcomed the feeling of being cold. As he read on, an old man sat down at his side and tried to strike up a conversation. Uh, "What are they doing?" the old man asked, pointing at the people in the plaza working. The boy answered dryly, making it look as if he wanted to concentrate on his reading. Actually, he was thinking about shearing um, his sheep in front of the merchant's daughter. so that she could see that he was someone who was capable of doing difficult things he had already imagined the scene many times every time the girl became fascinated when he explained that the sheep had to be sheared from back to front he also tried to remember some good stories to relate as he sheared the sheep most of them he had read in books but he would tell them as if they were from his personal experience and um, she would never know the difference because she did not know how to read meanwhile the old man persisted in his attempt to strike up a conversation he said that he was tired and thirsty and asked if he might have a sip of the boy's wine The boy offered his bottle hoping that the old man would leave him alone but the old man wanted to talk and he asked the boy what book he was reading the boy was tempted to be rude and move to another bench but his father had taught him to be respectful of the elderly so he held out the book to the man for two reasons first that he himself wasn't sure how to pronounce the title and second that if the old man did not know how to read he would probably feel ashamed and decide of his own accord to change benches hmm said the old man looking at all sides of the book as if it was uh, as if it were some strange object this is an important book but it's really irritating the boy was shocked the old man knew how to read and had already read the book and if the book was irritating as the old man had said the boy still had time to change it for another It's a book that says the same thing almost all the other books in the world say continued the old man it describes people's inability to choose their own destinies and it ends up saying that everyone believes the world greatest lie what's the world's greatest lie the boy asked completely surprised it's this that at a certain point in our lives we lose control of what's happening to us and our lives become controlled by fate that's the world's greatest lie that's never happened to me the boy said they wanted me to be a priest but i decided to become a chefer much better said the old man because you really like to travel he knew what i was thinking the boy said to himself the old man meanwhile was leafing through the book without seeming to want to return it at all the boy noticed that the man's clothing was strange he looked like an arab 
which was not unusual in those parts. Africa was only a few hours from Tarifa. One had only to cross the narrow streets by boat. Arab often appeared in the city, shopping and chanting their strange prayers several times a day. Where are you from? The boy asked. From many places. No one can be from many places, the boy said. I am a shepherd and I have been to many places but I come from only one place, from a city near an ancient castle. That's where I was born. Well, then we could say that I was born in Salim. The boy did not know where Salim was, but he didn't walk. Didn't want to ask, fearing that he would he would uh, he would appear ignorant. He looked at the people in the plaza for a while. They were coming and going, and all of them seemed to be very busy. So, what is Salim like? He asked, trying to get some sort of clue. Uh, it's like it always has been. No clue yet, but he knew that Salim was not in Andalusia. If it were, he would already have heard of it. And what do you do in Salim? He insisted. What do I do in Salim? The old man laughed. Well, I am the king of Salim. People say strange things, the boy thought. Sometimes it's better to be with the sheep who don't say anything and better still to be alone with one's books. They tell their incredible stories at the time when you want to hear them. But when you are talking to people, they say some things um, that are so strange that you don't know how to continue the conversation. So it was all for today and we will meet in the next episode with the next uh, uh, portion of the famous book, uh, The Alchemist. And you are listening to the Golden Yesterdays podcast. For more future updates, please subscribe my podcast and please share to others also so they can also get benefited and they get, uh, they get, uh, they get the free book uh, to read and that is The Alchemist. Have a nice day and bye-bye.